a blessed day to all that are listening in. Again, today we are covering on day number 17. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're going to talk about something very sobering. You know, uh, I'm going to be talking about the consequences of us not living a life that glorifies Him. In the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 18 to 32, serves a warning to all of us. What happens when we fall into a lifestyle that does not glorify God? I think it is one of my most sobering sessions in the podcast, but I think it serves as a warning to all of us in the 21st century. Let's begin today by reading Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 32. Verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their woman exchanged the natural use of what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lusts for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of evil, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, invest inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. 
Wow, what a sobering few verses. So let's unpack these few scriptures for a moment. You know, verse 18 tells us, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. So what does the scripture mean? Well, it literally means that we have seen throughout history and modern times, God righteous judgment and indignation against sin. It's not a hidden fact. God's wrath against sin is evident. And who are these judgment for? According to the scripture, those who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. This group of people leave a deliberate avoidance or suppression of God's evident truths. And in verse 18, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. You see, what does this mean? In verse 19, it really means that every human has a basic understanding of God's existence. How? In verse 20, it tells us, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. You see, what does this literally mean is nature itself testifies to God's attributes and power. For instance, the complexity of DNA, the vastness of the universe, or the beauty of a sunset. This can be seen as an evidence of a creator. And in verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful. Here's the shocking truth. Knowledge of God doesn't always lead to a life that glorifies Him. Okay? Let's, again, verse 21 reminds us, because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God. You know, just because we know God doesn't mean that we will always lead a life to glorify Him. And then what happened? You know, in, 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 in verse 21, it continues to tell us, they became fertile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. What does this mean? Without acknowledging God's rightful place, thoughts become meaningless and misguided. A lifestyle of a heart that doesn't glorify God becomes spiritually blind, failing to discern what's truly valuable. Okay? And then in verse 22, it goes on to tell us, professing to be wise, they became fools. Okay, let me give you some, some of my thoughts about this. You know, these people claim to be wise without God. But this is the very essence of foolishness. And then in verse 23, And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men and birds and four-footed animals, creeping things. Here's my thought about this. Not giving God glory can lead to worshipping lesser things, idols made in the likeness of creation rather than the Creator. Okay? Verse 24, it goes on, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. A rejection. Hear me now. A rejection of God will always lead to moral decay, a life apart from God 
can spiral into moral decay and impurity. Okay, let's carry on. Verse 25, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Replacing God's truth with personal will lead to consequences. Rejecting God's truth can make one vulnerable to deceit, falsehood. Without glorifying God, there is a risk of valuing creation more than the Creator. Leading into misguided worship. And the last few verses, which is very sobering, I'm not going to take time to read it, but I'm going to, to, to read this particular part of the scripture, you know, that God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, okay, which is found in verse 28, okay, and, and, and what does this mean, okay, and uh, it literally means that God acts of letting humanity experience the full consequences of their choices. You know, when we think of the word debase, it's not sound. In verse 27, all the way to verse 32, this passage paints a grim picture of humanity's capacity for wickedness when God is rejected. The internet or Hollywood today often features those kinds of stories of corruption, violence, deceit, and even more concerning, certain immoral behaviors are sometimes celebrated and encouraged. Here's our application challenge today. Take a moment to reflect upon your own life. Are there areas where you suppress the truth of God, choosing to live according to your own desires and understanding rather than His revealed word? Recognize these areas and acknowledge the dangers of living apart from God's truth and glory. Wherever you are, I want you to take time to marvel at nature and admire the intricacies of life. Remember to give glory to God, the Creator. Instead of just appreciating the creation, let it draw you closer to the Creator. And be wary of elevating anything, anyone above God in your life, whether it's a passion, a hobby, a relationship, or even your own desires, nothing should take the primary place that belongs to God. And most of all, seek wisdom in God. In a world that often prides itself on knowledge and understanding apart from God, always seek to wisdom that is found in Him. Remember that true wisdom is rooted in the fear of the Lord. And one of the things that will help us tremendously is to engage in thanksgiving. Rather than just knowing God, acknowledging Him occasionally, make it a habit to live a life of gratitude. Thank Him for His blessings, His guidance, and His eternal love. Shall we just lift our hands and let's pray? Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus and we come before you today 
recognizing your sovereignty and majesty. Lord, we acknowledge that every good thing in my life comes or in our life comes from you. And Lord, forgive us for the times we have failed to give you the glory. For the moments we sought after our own desire over your will. Lord, we want to live a life that is committed to honoring and glorifying you in all that we do. Lord, we desire to see your attributes in the world around us. To not just marvel at the creation, but to be drawn closer to you, our Creator. Guard our hearts against idolatry. Help us always place you above all else and grant us the wisdom to navigate this world, discerning truth from falsehood, standing firm in your teaching, standing firm in your word. I pray for a heart that is continually thankful, recognizing your heart in every aspect of our lives. May our lives be a testament to your grace, love, redemptive power. Lord, we commit to living a life that glorifies you and seeks to draw others closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.